Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Straight from your waking nightmare, it's the Morning After podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, the Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With a large selection of cars, SUVs, crossovers, and trucks, and payments as low as $250 a month, Rob and his crew have exactly what you need. And with one of Idaho's largest Subaru service centers, Rob and his crew have got you taken care of with express oil changes in under 45 minutes guaranteed, or it's free. And now, Nick and Big J. Well, all right, we are here, everybody. Come hell or high water, it is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Tuesday as we get ready to kind of ease out of the month of August into the month of September. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. Yeah, man, I'm just trying to... Trying to get back into the swing of things. It is tough. Uh, what's the toughest part about it? Waking up. Is that what it is? Yeah. Getting well, to sleep. I mean, you know, you did wake up. I guess what I mean, you got an extra hour or so when you were doing the show from home. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I mean, even then, I, I, I mean, you're at home and, and you're you're comfortable, and you know, it goes by pretty fast. And then you can do whatever you need to do. But you know, back to a full work day. It's more the the sleeping the night before to get sure. Prepared that I understand for the full attack of the day, but also I mean it, it's an interesting cycle you go on. Whereas you know you you look forward to vacation, vacation inevitably <laughs> something goes haywire, and you cannot wait to come back to work. And then when you get back to work, you're like, man, I just I miss not having the. <laughs> no, <laughs> listen, I, I don't mind. I don't mind getting into my routine. <laughs> it's when I get pushed out of the routine that becomes uncomfortable. Whether that sure. be daylight savings time or vacation or a forced uh, holiday, you know, those sort of things can really just uh, screw up the, uh, uh, my, my nice routine. No, I get it. I get it. Uh, doing it, it, Some people, they try to get it, but, you know, doing a morning show and getting up before your body wants to get up is you have to relegate yourself to some sort of routine because if you don't, things will go sideways quickly. Yeah. And, uh, and after doing this for a majority of my adult life, uh, I always say you never get used to getting up at the hour that we, we get up at. And it's true. You just don't. I mean, I don't believe whether you're a morning person or not, the human body, I don't think, is supposed to get up at four o'clock in the morning. It's just not normal. And, uh, and it fights it. God, does it fight it. And so <laughs> you, you have to be able to overcome that. And the only way to do that is to have some sort of routine in order to make that happen. So I... I Totally understand what you're going through. Uh, what does it usually take? Three, four days for you to get back into the swing of things? Yeah, more like a week. Oh no! So, uh, well, it'll be it'll be a good week anyway. I believe it with all of my heart. It's only Tuesday, so we have we have a majority it's only of the week Tuesday. To go. Yeah, Jesus! Tuesday. Sorry, guys. But we're going to make it a good one. We're going to need your help with a little streaming dumbass this morning. Uh, I got three movies picked out for Big J, which is progressively more difficult coming off of two weeks where he was on the bench. And, uh, and he had a lot of time to stream some stuff. So we're, we're digging through some of the... Yeah, and I like to be cagey and vague about what I've watched. <laughs> I even asked him yesterday. I was like, hey, what did you bust through? And he was nice enough to offer some stuff up, so I eliminated that from contention. Damn it. But, uh, but it is going to be a, uh, an audience participation segment. We need your help picking on a movie for Big J. That's going to happen in a few minutes. Also have some tickets to go check out Greta Van Fleet. That show is happening this Saturday with a pretty reckless at Extra Mile Arena. We got those Greta Van seats that we're going to give away in a couple of days as well that you will qualify for, which are really, really awesome right there by the actual studio fun that is 
the soundboard, Big J, so watch out. Plus, we also have some uh, chances to talk about meditation on the show today, uh, which is not a subject that we are experts in, which is why we're going to call in an expert on this stuff and how you can incorporate it metal into some meditation. We like this mental peace of mind, you understand? Yeah. Plus, we play music, Metallica, kicking off the morning after with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks. Nick and Big J. Congratulations to Boise State University, Big J. They were awarded a record amount of research awards yesterday. Uh, they're going to get about $68 million for the 2022 fiscal year. That total is up about $2.7 million from last fiscal year, which is really impressive. Now, these awards come from a variety of different sources, federal departments, state entities, community partnerships, but basically they're based off of proposals that the faculty and students have to write to agencies to hopefully give them money for research funding, you know, to try to find a, a particular cure for something or get more information about a particular thing. And the projects range from researching new technology for Idaho food processors to developing a workforce pipeline for the state's cybersecurity needs to creating the first ever geome for sagebrush, which you've been asking about for Eon. Yeah, man. Tell me about it. There were 422 projects granted. Many of the students had different programs, and they're all working together. And the projects also bring together undergrad and graduate students, hopefully providing them an opportunity to learn from one another as well. So uh, a lot of good comes out of these research grants. And also, quite frankly, Big J, uh, if not for these research grants, we wouldn't have half the studies we talk about on this goofy show of ours. Well, thank God for that. No, I'm not sure they're ever coming from... I don't think we've ever used a Boise State poll for any of our uh, goofy little content, but I can say that uh, a majority of our polls come from something that is funded by these beautiful nonprofit groups that help people, I guess, learn different goofy things about each other, which is great. So congratulations to those that had captured the money. Uh, it's quite the plot point in a lot of the movies that we grew up watching. Remember all these all these uh, crazy scientists on the fringe hoping for grant money yeah. to keep their to keep their crazy projects afloat. Uh, this is the accumulation of all of that, and it was a record year for the Boise State Broncos. So way to go, everybody! Hey, even if you're not a tennis fan, you should probably be paying attention to the U.S. Open, if only because uh, this is probably going to be the end of one of the greatest stories in sports history. Period. Dot. The end. And that is the Williams sisters, uh, at least competing together in any kind of tournament. As Serena Williams has hinted in a Time article and elsewhere that uh, this run at the U.S. Open, however deep it goes, is probably going to be her last as she kind of turns her attention to other things besides being a world-class athlete. She opened up her uh, her matches yesterday and won before an adoring crowd on the first day of the U.S. Open. Uh, it's expected to be the final tournament of career. She ended up beating Danka Kovinic of Montenegro in state straight sets 6-3, 6-3 in Arthur Ashe Stadium, which was packed to the gills. Tons of celebrities there, Big Jay. You couldn't swing a dead cat without hitting somebody you recognize. And there were about 23,000 fans at the actual opening round, which is a record as wow. well as they bid adieu to one of the greatest athletes in American history. So I'm not sure how deep she's going to go because even in the events leading up to the U.S. Open, she had struggled. But, man, it would be an amazing story if she ran the gamut and was able to close it out with one last major. But certainly an incredible career that's going to come to an end. So try to keep an eye on the stuff happening at the U.S. Open because odds are we're not going to see somebody this dominant in tennis ever again. Uh, male or female. It's just incredible, yeah. her career. From start to finish, she was just an incredible athlete for sure. Uh, speaking of it, somehow, believe it or not, there's actually a Serena Williams and Chris Rock connection. 
And Chris Rock says he's been asked to host the 2023 Oscars, but he said, go pound sand, Oscars. According to the Arizona Republic, the comedian who, of course, was slapped this year by Will Smith at the show, who was playing Serena Williams' dad in a movie, told the audience at a Phoenix comedy show this weekend that returning to the Academy Awards would be like asking Nicole Brown Simpson to go back to the restaurant. Where she left her eyeglasses down, before geez. she was murdered. Well, it's a joke. He's on stage. He's oh, trying to be funny. Oh. He wasn't being serious about it. He was trying to get a laugh. Rock also claimed that he turned down a Super Bowl commercial as well that was supposed to poke light at the actual incident. So uh, when he officially addresses it and talks about it, I don't know when that comes to pass. But right now he's trying to make some money touring off of it and, uh, and doing his thing. So we'll see where he ends up cashing in. But so far, uh, he's got a couple offers on the table that he's just plain saying no to. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff for the 6 o'clock hour. Going to need your help with a little thing called Streaming Dumbass coming up. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. All right, everybody, we need your help. Basically, what's going to happen is I'm going to read the description of three films that are streaming somewhere online. I take away the title, the stars, the director, all that stuff. And you're just left with basically a 15-word description of the plot of a film. Based on that description, you must select a movie that Big J has agreed to watch and review for you in a 24-hour period. It's called Streaming Dumbass, and all you need to do is text movie number one, movie number two, or movie number three to the TDS Fiber text line at 208-287-1003. The movie that gets the most votes is the one that Big J will sit down and watch tonight. And I do believe all three of these movies Big J has avoided, at least so far. So it is entirely up to you. Are you ready, Big J? Hey, I'm ready. Movie number one. To avoid prison, a gang of notorious criminals pretend to seek being rehabilitated while still committing crimes. Only for their leader to secretly find that he genuinely wants to change his ways. Movie number two. After being abducted by a serial killer and locked in a soundproof basement, the victim starts receiving calls on a disconnected phone from the killer's previous victims? Oh my god. Movie number three. An expert at his craft has to use his tools and his family business to outwit a dangerous group of mobsters in order to survive a fateful night. Hey. <laughs> this movie does not take place in no. Chicago. Or excuse me, New York. Uh, it takes place in Chicago. Movie number one, Breaking Good. Movie number two, Murder Call. Or movie number three, Mobster Fight. These are the three movies you... <laughs> the best descriptions of any movies anytime. ...have to figure out which one of these movies will Big J watch. Please text in movie number one, movie number two, or movie number three to 208-287-1003. We will tabulate the votes. Big J will announce a winner, and I will reveal the names of all three movies... Next on the X Rocks. So, Chili Peppers, that is Danny California here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. I am guessing the votes have been tabulated on the TDS Fiber text line, Big J. Yeah, yeah, we got a runaway winner. All right, we need to find out what movie of the three came in third place. Uh, third place was movie number one. Uh, that would be a movie called Bad Guys. It stars Sam Rockwell and Aquafina. It is available oh, for you to watch on Peacock. 
on your own time if you're so inclined. Peacock actually being the one common theme that ties all these movies together. That's where you can find all three of these. What movie came in second place? Uh, that would be movie number three. That movie is called The Outfit. That stars Mark Rylance and Dylan O'Brien. Also available on a Peacock, a movie that came out just this year. That must mean the runaway winner is movie number two. Huh? Yeah, yeah. By far, probably the most popular of the three. It got a theatrical release as well. Sort of bad guys, if we're being perfectly honest. But it did pretty well at the box office, including a number one weekend. Big J, you will be watching a movie called The Black Phone. And it's got Ethan Hawke in it and Mason Thames. And I believe it's very much a horror slash thriller movie that you will be watching and letting us know if it is worth any of our time. Right now, it is only streaming on Peacock ahead of its actual wide release on streaming platforms. So Big J will get a sneak peek of it and let you know if Black Phone is worth your time. Are you excited about this one? Black Phone, I've been, I've been avoiding it like the play. How come? I don't know. Um, I, I, I have no reason, really. Uh, Mason asked me the other day, have you watched Black Phone yet? And I'm like, huh? And now you now can, I, you can you honestly know? answer, yes, and I'm, I'm like, yeah. Uh, has she seen it? Or I don't know. If she, she, she has, I'll just have her tell me what happened, no, right? No, no, You cannot do the Cliff Notes version of this. Absolutely not. This isn't a game of telephone. It's a game of streaming dumbass. It's worked so far. And you, boy, I hope that's not how this has worked. So uh, if you want to watch The Black Phone, it is available for you on Peacock, or you can pay to rent it on Amazon Prime as well. It's available there. Uh, I'm sure Big J will take the option where he doesn't have to put money out of his own pocket. So you can watch that and see if your review compares to Big J's. You'll hear it right around this time tomorrow here on The Morning After. Here's traffic. Are you not an Ethan Hawke fan, or you could take or leave him? Yeah, um, well, I don't. I guess I don't search him out. I have no problem with Ethan Hawke at all. But you're not like a super fan. No. Like I think you and I were talking at one point about Reality Bites, and you never got into that movie. Right. Correct. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure that's Ethan Hawke's fault. I just that was my most probably. Like, if somebody asked me what my favorite Ethan Hawke movie is, I'd probably say that. Uh, even though it's a you know kind of a cast of characters in that film, I'd still say that's him but he's also great you ever watched like the before sunset or any of those movies no no i mean in fact right now i think ethan hawk i couldn't give you an ethan hawk movie you watch moon knight though right yeah moon knight he's right. but that's not a movie no it's a tv series might as well be how about we check out the tds fiber traffic center this morning it's brought to you by McHugh sports Day. on the morning after with nick and big J. One of our favorites, Big J, there's a brand new poll out there that says that marijuana use in the United States of America has reached a new record high. This is a <laughs> I get it. Gal- yes. This is a Gallup poll that went across the United States and uh, for the first time Americans actually said that they'd smoke marijuana the previous week more than Americans that have smoked cigarettes. Never before has marijuana outpaced cigarettes, but it happened in the year 2022. of Americans reported in a poll about smoking marijuana at some point during the past week. That's up from 12% last year. The highest percentage since Gallup started asking that particular question back in 2013. Meanwhile, 11% uh, reported smoking cigarettes in the previous week. That's down from 16 last year, and that's the lowest since Gallup started asking the question way back in 1944, Big J. Now, just to show you still how conflicted we are, though... Uh, Even though marijuana use has become increasingly common here in America, Americans are still kind of divided on the drug's effect on society. 49% believing that legalizing marijuana is a positive thing. 
50% say that's a negative thing. But when turned around, more than two-thirds of Americans, 68%, say that marijuana should be legal. Uh, which it is now in 19 states in recreational use and in over 35 states for medical use. So that's what's going on. More people than ever are getting baked, although I guess we have conflicted feelings about it, which is strange. I mean, listen, to me, and maybe I'm wrong, I still feel like the the percentage, 16%, is low to me. That's what it feels like. I, I, I mean, now I know there's a lot of people in the United States which factors into, you know, children and the elderly and all that kind of stuff. But I still feel like 16% saying that they haven't partaken seems low to me. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. But I also would probably understand the paranoia if some, you know, weird person came up to you in the mall and started asking you about your marijuana use. And whether yeah. or not it would be smart to truly answer any of those questions honestly, or just tell the kid with the clipboard to buzz off. So that's the the rub when it comes to surveys and polls like this. How much honesty is involved? Who knows? There's anonymity there, sure. But still, you know, at a lot of places, and some places, some of this stuff is still illegal, so it's tough to be fully illegal. honest about it. Like Idaho, Big J. The New York Yankees' Aaron Judge hit his 50th home run of the season last night, Big J. He's a Bronx bomber, bro. Yeah. He launched the solo homer in the eighth inning of the Yankees' loss to the Angels last night. Uh, Judge now just one of 10 players in Major League history with multiple 50 home run seasons after having 52 in his rookie season back in 2017. Big J, name the other nine, go. Um, uh, I can't. Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth. Yeah, Babe Ruth would definitely be one, for sure. Uh, question for you. How much would you pay for Han Solo's blaster from the original Star Wars movie, Big J? $100. Uh, sorry, it could have been yours for just over $1 million. <laughs> That's how much it just sold at a movie memorabilia auction conducted by the Rock Island Auction Company. It's the DL-44 Heavy Blaster Pistol. It was the last surviving model of the three the Prop Masters made for the 77 film. Before the auction, they thought it would go between $300,000 and $500,000, but it went for double that. No word on who snagged it, uh, but I'm sure they snagged it because Han shot first. Correct, Big J? Uh, Yes, of course. Just confirming that he is, in fact, the Han Solo. He had it coming. He did. I mean, listen, these are bounty hunters. He knew the risks. He knew the deal when he signed up for that job. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff for the 7 o'clock hour. Hopefully it was a good one. Join me in my own private hell. The Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. We're going to Thailand, Big J, for what can only be described as a, a nightmare scenario. Picture, if you will, Big J. You live on your own, right? You're all yeah. by yourself. And you're 54 years old, and you are doing your nightly routine, which consists of going to the shower, powder room, maybe squeezing out a round or two, and just, you know, having yourself a night. And that's what this lady was doing. She was doing her nightly routine, which consisted of taking a shower and going into her bathroom and taking care of some business. And when she was all done, she realized, oh, my God, the doorknob was not functioning. It was jammed. She could not get out of her bathroom. Uh, Now, here's the deal. She lives in a gated community in a large house all by herself. And uh, it's surrounded by a large security gate. So when the door was jammed shut, 
she was screaming for help, but nobody could hear her, man. There's just nobody that lived that close to her, and nobody was coming in. Three days she's stuck in this bathroom. Three days. She Big can't J. break down the door? Uh, no, she can't. She's 54. She's an old lady? Yes, she's 54 years old. Well, that's and, not old. And, well yeah, but yeah, the pictures that I see, because they didn't name her, a little teeny tiny, you know, woman. Yeah. She just not, she doesn't have the strength, I think, to, to knock down a door or to, to figure it out. So after three days, she became absolutely convinced that there's no way she's leaving this bathroom alive. So she decided to say farewell to her family. Dark, dude. Dark, She wrote a letter on the wall using face cream. The letter wrote, quote, I I fear I'm never going to get out of here. I've been drinking tap water to stay alive, but if it runs out, I'll probably die. Now, I don't know how Thailand works. Are you on, like, a restriction as to how much tap water you can get? Probably. That's not great. Uh, And, I mean, is there a meter? So if you don't be running out, I don't know. Fortunately, though, her sister eventually got tired of leaving voicemails. Basically, she had been calling her for three days and never got a hold of her. And she's like, that's not like my sister. So she decided to check on her welfare, saw her cow- car out front, and was like, there's no way that this is a thing. Now she's really worried. So she called the police and wanted to do a welfare check. Firefighters came in. They had to cut through the locks on the security gate. They finally were able to free the woman. She was... Fearful, of course, obviously very hungry after being stuck in a bathroom for three days, but otherwise, she was pretty good. So, a reminder, always have an escape plan in case your doors don't work, and always check on your people, Big J, because if her sister didn't check on her, she probably would have died in that bathroom. Yeah. I think it would have taken her longer than she had realized, but it still would have not been... Yeah, water in there. Yeah, it wouldn't have been a fun experience, I guess is my point. Uh, and understandable why and she no was... no window. Uh, no windows. That's a bathroom. I mean, you know, uh, you can see how that could be the case. Yeah. Or maybe the window doesn't open. It's painted shut for whatever reason. But apparently it's a fairly big house because that's the other side to the story was it was so big she lived by herself that there was nobody really close enough to hear her screaming. Probably yell. also a very solid door, you know, if you're living in that nice of a community. Also true. So thankfully she's okay. Uh, wasn't quite like a Danny Glover scenario in Lethal Weapon where he's on the toilet. That would probably be worse, where he's stuck on the toilet and can't get off. But it certainly is not an ideal situation. Not a way you want to go, right? Nobody wants to starve to death in their own bathroom. That's not the way that you picture things going down. So, a reminder, check on your people and always have an escape plan, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's that it's that uh, training that we have in us. We're always looking for an escape. Uh, whatever the, the nearest exit in the room, just in case you need one. You never know. Find a way out. Generally, you don't you know picture that in your own house, in your own bathroom. <laughs> no, no. But if you had to, Big J, think about your bathroom right now. Do you know how you'd get out if you were stuck in? Yeah. All right. See, that's all it takes. But I believe your theory is you could break down the wall. Correct? Listen, there's a good probably, you know... 30 feet? No, I don't know how, how far it is. 15 feet? 30 feet. I'm trying to think from the door to the end of our closet. I mean, I can get up a good enough momentum to really do some damage. Wait, your bathroom's in your closet? Yes. So our our bathroom, <laughs> you walk into our bathroom from our uh, our master bedroom. Uh-huh. And then as you pass the sink, the toilet, and then there's the tub and the shower on your right hand. Then at the end of that is where the walk-in closet is. You have to go through your bathroom to get to your closet. To our walk-in closet, yes. Wow. Yeah. All right. 
Is it there's is there a door that closes that closet as well? There could be. There isn't a door there. I got you. Well, you need the the air, the the closet needs to breathe. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Need room to run to get out. <laughs> I guess it's all part of the plan. I guess I didn't think about that. There's your we're going to hell story. It is the X Rocks. <laughs> Foo Fighters here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Big J, you ever have an aha moment where you realize, like, wow, I guess I wasn't exactly right about that particular thing? Like, for instance, there was there was a situation where, uh, listen, I'm not trying to be judgmental, but there was something that you have admitted to doing on this show several times that I thought was kind of weird. And now it turns out that uh, by not doing it, I, I guess that I'm the weird one. Yes, yeah, sucker. And uh, that particular event is uh, is eating in bed. You have admitted on several occasions that you will uh, take a meal to the Tempur-Pedic. I mean, it's not like it's Ben Stiller at the end of, um, you know, Dodgeball, okay? Okay. <laughs> but, like... I mean, come on. Give me an idea. Like, I mean, have you, you've eaten dinner in bed before, right? Yeah, sure. You have... Uh, have you snacks in bed? Like, do you snack when you're watching TV or gaming or something like that if you're in your bed? Well, I don't game in bed. Okay. Um, that's that's, that's considered no-no. taboo. Yeah, okay. <laughs> don't bring that in the bedroom. <laughs> so, do you snack in bed? Uh, sure. I mean, yeah, sure. Give me an idea of like how many times, let's say, per week you find yourself eating in something, eating something, anything in while you're sitting in your bed. Uh, I don't know, maybe twice. Okay, twice a week twice you're a week. doing that, and on average, is it mostly snacks? It, it or is was it more meal? here as I've been sick. Of course, of but course. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, probably some some uh, some chips. Uh, so you're chipping it up in bed while you're watching TV, kind of a thing. Yeah, uh, I like to I like to lay in crumbles. That that was my other side to this question was: Do you find that there's crumbs when you sleep, and you find that uncomfortable? No. Okay. No. Here, here's the weird thing: I don't find any crumbles. So it turns out four and five Americans admit that they eat in their bed on uh, a semi-regular Bunch basis. Of fatties. Now this to me is the weird thing. Like I, I now granted I, I live alone, so th- like in your case I can understand you you want maybe some privacy from the kids or whatever the animals so going in your room to get that and maybe have some chips while you're doing that that makes sense to me to me like i cannot put into words how depressed i would have to be to just say i'm eating this meal by myself or this snack by myself while i'm laying in my bed that because i'd have to go past my kitchen Mm -hmm. past my living room past my dining room into my bedroom to sit down and lay in my bed to eat yeah for sure and i'm again i'm by myself so that now to say that i have not eaten in bed would be a lie i have but i just i i don't do it on my own. That seems to be like, a, I mean, I've got the space to eat other places, and there's better places for me to eat, quite frankly, and more comfortable, and so that's not something that I'll do. But now, according to the survey, the people that do eat in bed say one of the biggest reasons they get crappy sleep at night is because they admit that they're pretty much rolling around in crumbs. And that's the problem. Like, it's not comfortable. Like, they'll see, like, a, a random crumb from a chip or something that'll be in their leg at night, and it wakes them up two to three times per Jeez. night. More if you eat in your bed than if you don't. So four out of five of us are eating our bed, and then we complain about the sleep that we get, probably because of the crumbs that are in the bed that we don't know. Now, in case you're curious, the most popular snack to eat in bed is cookies, Big J. That came in at number one. 
Uh, salty snacks like chips came in number two. Popcorn came in at number three. So we're all snacking in our bed. Now, a lot less people admit to having a full-on meal in bed, but you've done that. Now, again, to be clear, not like dodgeball. You didn't have, like, the table set out with all the trimmings yeah, and stuff. Yeah, it's not a buffet. You just take your plate probably to the bedroom, yeah. I'm guessing, right? Yeah. And you <laughs> eat in your bed. Is there a reason? Is it just a comfort thing as opposed to being out in the living yeah. room? Or? Okay. Uh, because you or, can sit or, up in your bed too, here's right? The thing because you know uh, the wife works at home, right? Yes. So uh, usually, while she's working, you know, I don't really have the TV on in the living room. So maybe I'm watching the game or or something, and you know, just you know, sit. Th- or sometimes I'll just sit and eat my dinner, and then go continue what I'm doing in the room. Continue what you're doing in the room. It, with, if I'm watching television or something. Okay, okay. I got you. I got you. So it's a consideration thing a lot of the times, making sure that other you're out of yeah. other people's way. Okay, that's fair. I mean, listen, I, I, I don't know whether – I mean, I believe you when you say you're not eating and sleeping in crumbs, but it may be affecting your sleep more than you realize, I guess is my point. So to those of you that do eat in bed, please know that that may be the reason why you're not getting as great sleep as you think. There's a couple extra crummies that you missed when you get, did the old hand brush off the bed when you were finished eating whatever meal you Or you just have eat. a dog, you put him up on the bed. He'll find that. Yeah, he'll gear in and then he'll eat all your stuff. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your heating update. Coming up in a few minutes, some important stuff. On Morning After with Nick and Big J. I'm going to remove the category from this, Big J, but if I say the words, hey, you should treat yourself, what does that usually mean? If you're going to say, I'm going to treat myself to something, what do you usually treat yourself to? A nice steak and crab dinner. Okay. And how often do you do that? Never. Never. I don't know the last time. You never treat yourself. But that's the only thing you can say? No, because I treat myself all the time. Okay. Like what? But just the, the small... Now, when I say I treat myself, it's all I'll, I'll get uh, I'll get a nice uh, you know uh, burrito meal <laughs> from Chipotle. Nice I society. All right. I know, I know. Sad, uh, so, sad but, but, but my I guess my point is when you say treat yourself, you almost always equate that to food. That's what you're telling me. Yeah, probably. Okay. Uh, and so that is a unique perspective on things, and that's that's cool, and I like that very much. And that's the one thing that you need to know is treating yourself is whatever you feel that that is. And according to a new poll of the United States, we, we treat ourselves a lot. We, uh, we, we do it about... 70, I treat myself a ton! 74% of us say that we treat ourselves about once a week. And 62% of those say that they treat themselves more now after the pandemic than they did before the pandemic. They feel like, you know, getting through that kind of stuff and never knowing when it could possibly go away again has felt that particular need to go, you know what, I don't want to take less advantage of this stuff than I have been. This is important for me. So treat yourself. Now, however that is for you, that is could be, you know, spending some time watching uh, your favorite show, reading a book, uh, eating a particular meal, uh, buying yourself that extra treat or doing something that could help you take that next step in your career, whatever. The point is, treat yourself as much as you see fit. There's no reason why you can't spoil yourself uh, at any particular point. And Big J, by the way, when asked what treat yourself means, food came in first, 43%. Yeah. Followed by clothing, 35%, and experiences, 31%. When I think of treat myself, I think of an experience. Either like, I'm going to take a trip somewhere, or I'm going to go yeah, visit go somebody. Yeah, you're going to see that Beatles group that you love exactly. so much. Exactly. Or I'm going to go, you know, see a concert on the road, or I'm going to do something, or even experience something in my home that I don't usually do. 
that to me is the way that I treat myself, and I don't do it very much. Don't you do it in your own home? Well, I'm just like I'm saying, it's like, you know what? I, I, it's been like three weeks since I've played video. I'm going to sit down and actually just do nothing and just kind of like zone out and play video games for a little bit. Uh, and uh, by the way, coming in fourth place, alcohol. People drinking a bunch. So, hooray. Me time came in fifth at 25%. So treat yourself however you see fit. It's okay. Uh, Big J, in your wildest dreams, did you ever think Jimmy Garoppolo was going to restructure with the San Francisco 49ers? Uh, no, not really. Uh, I was just trying to figure it I mean, it seems to me like a smart move, which is what happened yesterday, as opposed to, you know, getting cut or forcing a trade or somewhere. Like, I mean, I wasn't sure where Jimmy could go. Do you know what I mean? Like, where did you see him going if he wasn't playing on the 49ers next year? Did you have an idea? I, I know. I mean, you could you could argue that Seattle maybe makes the most sense, but here's what I'm saying: like, if you're Seattle, this is your season's toast anyway. Like, you're going to yeah, battle with yeah, Geno Smith. Yeah, you like, suck anyway. Even if like Always. the re- and it's not just your quarterback position that needs a problem that needs an upgrade. You know what I mean? Like, if Jimmy Garoppolo comes in, it, how many wins is he going to add to that team? None. Like, well, I None. mean, he probably he's a winning quarterback, so he's better than whoever they have on their roster. But my point is, you're you're turning a, a three-win football team into a seven-win football team. And that doesn't do you really any good if you're the Seattle Seahawks. Maybe if you went to the Browns and was that Band-Aid between, uh, you know, before, uh, you know... Uh, Jacoby Brissett? No, well, Jacoby Brissett's going to be the yeah. starter. But, you know, before the, the suspension comes back and he has to deal with everything, then that's fine. But again, if you're Jimmy Garoppolo, is that a smart move for you? Probably not. So he's stuck around. One-year contract. It'll make him the highest-paid NFL backup quarterback, though. He's going to make about $6.5 million guaranteed and... And then if he ends up getting some field time and do all sorts of stuff, he's going to go up to about $9 million a year. And no matter what, it also makes him a free agent at the end of next season, which could be the best thing for him going into a new uh, quarterback class. Yeah, his one failing is he can't hit an open receiver. Uh, You do not like Jimmy Garoppolo, do you? I I do, but he just, man, sometimes if there's a guy who's wide open, he'll miss him every time. It's crazy. Uh, uh, well, not every time. But oh, almost every time. It, Go he watch missed, he missed the a film. big. He missed a big play in the Super Bowl, and I understand that that makes you angry, and that's fair. But I do think he's still. I think he's a better quarterback than Trey Lance. Oh, absolutely, and I think that's why the Niners were smart to do this because they might need him later this year. Um, not only just because Trey is is inexperienced, but he might get injured. He's a guy who runs around a lot that opens herself up to some injuries. That's what I feel, is and, the and those problem. sort of things uh, for sure. And and I think uh, he gives them the best chance to win. But I also think like you've made the point now where you like you can't. I mean, you could if you wanted to, I suppose, but it doesn't do you any good to pull Trey Lance now for performance. No, no. you know, you're stuck. You're married to this guy. Like, yeah. That's my point. No, you, you, you gave away an entire draft almost yes. to get him. You have to ride that thing into the ground. And having him there as a backup in case Trey goes down as an injury—that's one thing. But I mean, 49er fans, if Trey Lance is crap in the bed, I'm sorry, man. He's going to be your quarterback no matter what. Jimmy's going to have to get in there because of injury because you have to see how this kid does. And I don't. I mean, in the games that he played last year i'm not sure he showed enough to go he's the future of the franchise but as big j said you traded away so much you got to figure it out will you draft him in your fantasy team big j um i mean if, if he he's there i mean he could be a fantasy just top 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 
quarterback for sure with the running and the throwing and if he's successful it's well worth the opportunity I mean I, I guess I think the 49ers are going to be a very run heavy offense I mean they always have been they, right but especially with Debo and kind of all that kind of stuff mixed in and Mitchell I feel like they're going to try to take as much pressure off of Trey Lance as possible so I don't think he's going to put up monster numbers but uh, if the team is successful and the 49ers have a good year Trey Lance would be a big reason that they are uh, did you watch the full trailer for the Weird Al Yankovic story, Big J? Yeah. It looks hilarious. Uh, the Roku original, uh, the trailer officially dropped yesterday. Daniel Radcliffe uh, transforms into the comedic singer. They're obviously doing kind of a send-up of, uh, of biopic movies and, you know, talking about how Weird Al Yankovic was this <laughs> rebel that, uh, that couldn't be contained and decided to change music forever. It looks hilarious and fantastic. It will be streaming on the Roku channel in November and you can check out the trailer to it. The weird, it's called Weird, the Al Yankovic story and it is available for you to check out online and it's going to be fantastic. So get ready. Uh, and by the way, you don't have to have a Roku to get the Roku channel the app is free so you can watch that on your phone or any smart tv that you have you don't have to be a roku subscriber to get your hands on it on the morning after with nick and big J, and some awesome tickets up for grabs here as uh we have greta van fleet they're coming to town with the pretty reckless on saturday extra mile arena an arena show on saturday night everybody yay we'll get you these tickets in your hands, you'll be qualified for the Greta Van seats, which are the best seats in the house, really, uh, right there by the soundboard, all cushy and everything, and uh, all that can be yours if you can beat me in pop culture. Smack it down. Now is the time to get on the phone if you'd like to play against Big J, 208-287-1003. You're going to have to know something about the world of popular culture in order to claim these prizes and get qualified, but you're guaranteed to go on Saturday night if... You've got what it takes, and Big J doesn't, I guess, is what it really <laughs> breaks down to. I never to. do. Hello, the X. Hello. Good morning, man. What's your name? Curtis. All right, Curtis, you're up first. Uh, Curtis, Cameron Diaz starred with Lucy Liu and Drew Barrymore in the big screen version of what campy television series? Charlie's Angels. Charlie's Angels. Right. Absolutely correct. Well done. You're taking on Big J. Big J, what former co-star talked Cameron Diaz out of retirement for the Netflix movie Back in Action, which she'll be in soon? Lucy Liu? Lucy Liu? No. I never would have given you the name of somebody that was going to be an answer to the very next question. Okay. Well, I never know. Bad trivia. Oh, really? Uh, well, uh, here, I'll give you choices. Oh, good. Uh, Curtis, you win no matter what. Oh. Uh, ben Stiller, Jamie Foxx, or Ashton Kutcher? Oh, it's Jamie Foxx. It is Jamie Foxx. Right. Now, for a bonus question, Big J, which is going to be the follow-up, what movie did Jamie Foxx and Cameron Diaz star in together? Before this back in action. Oh, boy. That's why they. That's how they knew each other. They were in a very big movie before. Cameron I Diaz. guarantee you haven't seen it, which is part of the problem. Okay. But it's a very famous movie. You've definitely heard of it. Ray? Ray. No, no. You didn't see Ray? No. Really? Why? No. Yeah, it was an Oscar nominee. Ah, I see. Uh, this one was not an Oscar nominee, so maybe that would help. No. But it also has got music in it? Not helpful. Annie. They were in the remake of Annie. Oh, together. right. Jamie Foxx played Daddy Warbucks. Congratulations, man. You got yourself tickets to go check out Greta Van Fleet and The Pretty Reckless this Saturday at Extra Mile Arena. You're also qualified for those Greta Van seats. Please hold on one second. We will get some more information from you and make sure you're good to go there. Morning After with Nick and Big J. 
Coming up in a few short minutes, we'll do some headlines. Those are happening next on the X Rocks. Headlines are as follows, Big J. Play it again, Sam. The Shredder and Black Swan. Boy, uh, the Shredder. These goats are rebels without a cause, Big J. An Alabama deputy found a goat in his patrol car, and that goat was eating a bunch of really important documents, bro. <laughs> Wait, he found him? How'd he get in the... Right, let, me, let me explain Okay. Deputy Casey Thrower was delivering legal documents, as police officers are prone to do, when the incident occurred. Basically, he left his door open to go deliver some paperwork. While that door was open, the goat crawled inside and started eating the other paperwork that was still left in the front seat of the officer's car. Uh, by the way, as one goat was crawling in the car to eat the paperwork, another glo- goat climbed on top of the car and was sitting on the hood and just bawling away. Deputy Thrower explained that due to a number of homes that he visits daily on occasion, he leaves his vehicle door open because, you know, he's had to be treated by, you know, getting attacked by dogs or whatever. So he, it's, it's easy for making a quick escape. He's never had to deal with goats before. But uh, the, he, the officer was able to shoo the animals away. Unfortunately, uh, they, they said they took a couple of case files out of it as well. So that goat is, would he be charged with destroying evidence? I feel like he should be. Yeah. You'd go right to goat Here's, jail. Here, this would be wild. What if the owner of the goat was trying to destroy evidence? Oh, man. He trained the goat to be able to destroy police yeah. documents? It's like that movie of George Clooney. Uh, which one would that the be? The Goats movie? The Men Who Stared at Goats? Yes. That, that is not what that movie's about. You know that, right? Uh, no, I don't know that. Clearly. Play it again, Sam, or Black Swan? Play it again, Sam. A study from the University of Edinburgh discovered a connection between learning an instrument early in life and helping you keep stronger cognitive skills in old age. Big J, did you ever play an instrument as Little Big J? What's the definition of playing? I would say if you were in the school band or uh, took lessons and became proficient and was able to play and read music. No, not read music. Wait, so explain to me I, your I, I situation. Did, I did I did play saxophone. Okay. For how? For like a year. Okay. You weren't able to read music? Nah, nah. Then how did you play? I just hit the buttons and breathed through the thing. So you weren't really playing any notes or notes that you thought you knew? Like well, maybe you, maybe I did learn to read music, but quickly forgot about it. So why did you quit? It's really embarrassing, but we couldn't afford the rental for the saxophone. Oh, big chay. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. We moved here. We were super poor. Yeah, man. Renting an instrument, not cheap, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, I played the trumpet for about four years. I, I quit when I got to high school because I uh, was going to a new high school and was worried that people would think I was uncool because I was in the band. Right. And I was hung up on things like that when I was young and stupid. And so I stopped playing trumpet. But I still think to this day I could bust out the 18 theme on the trumpet. Plus, you would have been hell of awesome in a ska band. Uh, right? That's why I love yeah. ska music. I'm not going to lie. Makes sense now. My, my tie to the, the brass section of, of the instruments, the only one that I know how to play, and certainly played a role. The sax, why I love Kenny G. Yeah, no, that makes sense too. Uh, by the way, the researchers found a small but significant link between the two as they studied people in their 80s and older and found out that those that actually learn how to play an instrument when they were younger certainly are able to retain further knowledge as they get older. So maybe it's an idea to, to teach your kids a little bit of music or lean them into the musical year so that they know they'll be all right as they get older. And we'll wrap it up with Black Swan, a Florida woman who could not walk a straight line at a DUI thought that maybe if she proved she could dance, she could get herself out of a ticket. 
Spoiler, uh, she did not. Her name is Amy Harrington. She was detained after she rear-ended another vehicle during a late-night drive-in at Miranda Breach, Florida. The 38-year-old refused to take a breath test, and then when the deputy ordered her to walk along a painted yellow line, she said that was ridiculous, so she decided to give the officer a spur-of-the-moment show, pulled out her best dance move, did a ballet spin, an Irish jig, all sorts of stuff. Uh, The deputy did not buy it, and so she ended up getting arrested and it's the second time she's been busted for a DUI, Big J, in the last six months. So maybe uh, she should stop drinking and driving. Agree or disagree? Yeah, agree. And a reminder that uh, doing other things besides what the officer tells you to do during a DUI stop will probably not work out in your favor. Just in case you're curious. And now you know. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on all the stuff that you need to know. <laughs> with Nick and Big J. It's an honor and privilege to welcome onto the show Colleen Fletcher, who is a local businesswoman here in the Treasure Valley that does something that is very unique and very cool. Colleen, thank you very much for joining us this morning. We appreciate that. Thank you. Of course. And uh, let's let's talk a little bit about the business, of course, which we're going to get into in a second and the, the specificity as to why we're talking about it. But let's, let's talk about your journey first. How did you kind of find your way towards meditation as something that benefits you as a person? I have actually been meditating and been involved with it personally since I I was five. So as a kid, it's just something that carried me all the way through. Not something that I used all the time, but it's just always been in the background running for me. With That's the meditation aspect. And then for my career, I'm a somatic wellness guide. Now I teach meditations as well. Um, and with the somatic, that's just it's the, the hands-on aspect of body, mind, spirit. And I have a bunch of licenses behind me that that back all that up. Colleen, uh, Big J here. And, uh, you know, meditation, I've done a little bit of meditation here and there. It is very helpful uh, when it comes to uh, relaxation, you know, helping with anxiety, all of those things. To me, though, the interesting thing is marrying that with metal music and the idea of that space. How did you come into making that happen? Well, I'm a mom. Most parents, when they can actually hear what their kids are doing, they go and take a little bit of a nap. At least I did. (laughs) So my son wanted to be a drummer. So we just kind of made that first investment. And one of the things that we required was that he just do it on his own. You know, we didn't have to ride him all the time to make him practice. And he's now in a couple local bands. He's a metal drummer, and it was those blast beats that just every time I would go and take care of myself, I would hear those blast beats from him, and I would just go immediately into a really, really nice, calm state. So it was that merging of what my kid was doing Um, And still to this day, when I go and watch him, I have to be pretty careful. I don't just kind of fall asleep. (laughs) You just zone out. (laughs) Yeah, I zone out. I'm really careful. It's not something that I want to be doing going out watching my son play. (laughs) It's a great origin story, which, of course, helped you create the business here in the Treasure Valley called Meditations, which is your own spin on meditation. Now, when we think about meditation, at least when I do, there's this serenity, there's this peace, there's this calm, there's this quiet, almost running water feeling, but then you kind of marry it with the world of metal music, which seems like it would be worlds that clash, but you say, you know, if you're in the right state of mind, these things coexist pretty well together, right? They do. 
Yeah, they do. And what I actually liken it to, because I don't have the, the, the technical aspect of what the music does, whereas my son can count Fibonacci sequences, play the music, and probably hold a conversation in French, which is super fascinating. So in talking with him about how those beats are played and then in likening it to what I know about uh, the meditation aspect and the calming of the brain and what parts of the brain, whether it's the conscious or that superconscious or the subconscious, anything like that, that's how those get merged together. So, you know, and there are some metal bands that play that kind that those beats as well. And that's what we're accessing there with it. It's incredibly interesting because one thing that we have been trying, at least over the course of the last couple of years, to bring a little bit more attention to is mental health and mental health awareness and understanding when, you know, anxiety and nerves and all this kind of stuff can play a role in, in the way that you act and the way that you treat yourself over the course of a particular week, whether it's a good one or a rough one, having this opportunity as a way to kind of calm yourself. You know, over the course of the last couple of years, it's become a very popular thing. Can you see this thing even becoming bigger as we move forward? I do. And I would really, really like that. What happened for me is the streaming licenses comes down to the money and, and who can do what. And I couldn't do a lot with it during the last couple of years. So it's been on hold because no one could get get together, so I couldn't do it in my space, and then I couldn't right. stream it yeah. due to the licensing fees. The, the area that I have really, really enjoyed doing it is, yes, in my space, and those are coming back now, but also in big groups, like, like really big groups. I was just up at Wyoming at Fire in the Mountains and did it there, and that was such a wonderful experience just to have it out in the open and, and available to so many more people. So I like the idea of workshops and then the smaller classes as well. Colleen yes. Fletcher joins us. Colleen, uh, it's important to point out as well that, that you are a Treasure Valley resident. This is a local business that, that you run here locally. And if people are interested in finding out more information about some of the classes that you offer or one-on-one -on -one experiences or, or anything else that's going on in the meditations world, what's a great place for people to uh, either chase you down online or anywhere else? Uh, Meditation.com will send you directly to my website, or you can remember Colleen-Fletcher.com. Um, I'm on Instagram and Facebook, and I do have a couple that are up on Spotify as well. So I'm working with how to get a meditation, go, how to get this going with the music licensing on Spotify also. I love it. I love it. I mean, not only is it a unique way to go about finding an answer to, you know, calming down a little bit, but also, you know, we've talked about this too. There, there's a stigma attached to metal music. And certainly one thing that it, it certainly is not classified is, is relaxing. And so it's great to see uh, somebody put a different spin on it and incorporate it in a different way. And it's really cool that you are doing that here in the Treasure Valley. We would love to have you on again and talk a little bit more about this if you're cool with that, Colleen. I would absolutely love to do that because I do have tons and tons of ideas. Meditation.com is where you can go if you want more information about Colleen and all the work she does here in the Treasure Valley. And thank you again, Colleen, for getting up early this morning and talking to us. We certainly appreciate that. Not a problem. Thank you very much, and I look forward to talking with you soon. The <laughs> 
Bad Impressions brought to you by Treasure Valley Subaru. Easy in, easy out location next to the Idaho Center exit off the freeway. And we've got a great prize here. Tickets to Greta Van Fleet. That show coming uh, Saturday to the Extra Mile Arena opening up the Pretty Reckless. So great, uh, great bands. And then, of course, we'll hook you up with those tickets and get you qualified for the Greta Van seats right by the soundboard. All cushy and nice. So we'll give that away on Thursday. You just need to figure out Bad Impressions here to get in and get your tickets. 208 287 1003. That is our phone number if you'd like to play a little game called Bad Impressions. Big J's got three clues. They revolve around somebody pretty famous. Figure out who that is, and you're going to a show on Saturday, guaranteed, and maybe live in high society. We'll see you on Thursday. Hello, the X. Hey, how you doing? We're good, buddy. What's your name? James. All right, James, you're up first. Good luck. I've been a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the Star Wars Universe. Uh, next. Could be a couple people there. Mm-hmm. I won an Oscar for Black Swan. Uh, Natalie Foreman. There you go. Good job. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> well I sound played. just like her. Hang on one second, man. We'll hook you up with those Greta Van Fleet tickets with a pretty reckless and get you qualified for those Greta Van seats as well. Clue three for fun. Uh, the last movie, I reprised my role as Jane Foster and got to be Lady Thor in Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, and why is Natalie Portman in the news? Boy, it's tough these days shooting movies. Uh, they were uh, shooting a movie in Baltimore, uh, including uh, her for this uh, movie, uh, Lady of the Lake. And uh, somebody approached the set and said, hey, uh, you all uh, need to pay to be here. And uh, it was a gang affiliation thing. And they said, if you don't pay, we're going to come back and shoot the place up. Oh, no. So they halted They halted uh, the, uh, the whole uh, shooting thing, and they moved to a different location. It's a, probably- <laughs> a, a spokesperson for the Baltimore Police Department said the crew was filming around 4 p.m. in downtown area when the producers were approached by several people. The group claimed that if they didn't stop filming, they'd come back and shoot someone. Yeah, time to find another lake for that lady to be in, if that's the case, right? Yeah. I mean, you would think that there would be some sort of intervention there. Like, usually there's, like, set security, which don't allow people to get close enough to even think about threatening yeah. somebody on the set. But, uh, listen, man, if uh, The Wire has taught me anything, it's that Baltimore is a different kind of place. And you better make sure you have all your uh, T's yeah. crossed and I's done. Isn't there, I'd have to talk to my buddy Derek Solik, you know, film producer and everything. But don't you have a liaison with the gangs to make sure that doesn't happen? Uh, it's, I, and listen, and I watched the offer on Paramount Plus about Godfather, which is all about, you know, having some sort of gang liaison to make sure your production respect. goes well. you got to have the respect. Yeah, you got to make sure they have the sign-off on it. So, yeah, all these people should have been paid off before the production even began. So it seems like somebody dropped the ball in Hollywood, if we're being uh, perfect. The Baltimore PD, you probably got to pay someone there first. Morning After with Nick Ooh. and Big J, John Bernthal. Check out the TV show. It's on HBO now. Uh, let's wrap up the show. It's happening next on the X-Rocks. That's our buddies and Papa Roach. It's no apologies. Wrap it up the old morning after with Nick and Big J for this Tuesday morning. Big J will be watching a movie called The Black Phone. It is apparently available for you to watch on Peacock if you would like to. He will give you a full review of that and let you know if it's worth your time tomorrow morning. Also gave away some Greta Van Fleet tickets. That will continue tomorrow. We gave you some tips and ideas on what to do if you're stuck in your own bathroom for three days and make sure that you get out 
out. You're not just <laughs> basically giving up and uh, writing notes on your wall saying that you're going to die. And we also talked about Big J and eating in bed. So I believe it was a full day's broadcast. It leaves you with the floor, Big J. Yeah, Nick, YouTube has announced that in the month of June, all of their users combined saved an average of 900 years of video time per day by watching videos at faster speeds. Uh, what? Yeah, according to YouTube, the most popular choice for users who watch stuff at faster speeds is one and a half times. I, I did not even know you could change the speed of the video that you watch stuff on YouTube. Yeah. Where, where's I, that I, I wish I was watching the streaming dumbass on YouTube. <laughs> I mean, uh, that seems like... I, I know... Now, uh, listen, I know you could do that with podcasts and stuff. Like, yeah. you can speed it up and make it go fast. Uh, I, I, I guess I just... I, I, don't, I mean, it's an attention span thing, right? I, I didn't realize this, too. YouTube has presets. So there's a preset for 1.25, 1.5, 1.75, and two times faster. I guess that makes sense. I mean, you have your own profile on YouTube, so checking it out to preset stuff. I wonder stuff. what that looks like. I'll have to try it out. Uh, well, give it a shot, and uh, that, to me, is insane. But, uh, I'm and, and here's the other thing. Like, I promise, whatever hours that they say we saved, we're not spent doing anything productive. It was probably just spent watching more YouTube videos at faster speed. <laughs> That's what you're doing if you're putting it. It's so that you can watch more videos as quickly as possible. Yeah, so I can learn how to grind again on uh, uh, you, uh, GTA Online. It is where you learn how to twerk, so that makes sense. <laughs> oh, guys, I wish you could see it. Morning After with Nick and Big J. That's it for us. We will see you guys tomorrow. Jason Drew's up next. Have a good one. It's the X Rocks. The Morning After podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, idahoadvocates.com.